This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Important programming alert, and then Corey is going to make it very clear mm-hmm. if you miss some of his insight at noon o'clock at 4 Clarence Hill will be on with the G-Bag Nation. So one of the people who's been cranking out a lot of these just really fascinating quotes. Clarence Hill will be on with the G-Bag Nation at 4 to give you some more context as well. But right now, to give you even more info, it's the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Thank you very much, Kevin. I do want a programming note here. Clarence Hill will be on at 4 o'clock today. What? Uh, with the G Bag Nation, he's been breaking some news. I don't know if anybody has told y'all that you need to <laughs> listen up from at you. four to the G Bag Nation that Clarence Hill is going to be on, uh, and that's what I'm talking about, man. That's why I love this station, Mike. You got three, four, seven different shows that are all working together, pulling the same rope, baby. It's a bunch of shows on one station, not a bunch of different shows, though. All one. And station you said together. we're signing Zeke to a ten-year, thirty million dollar contract. <laughs> That's what you, Mike, you said earlier when I asked, "Do you want to do that?" You were like, "Absolutely." So yes, that is what Mike wants: is Zeke forever. Uh, no, that's not that's not true. Zeke, they do want to work Jerry with him. Wants. They want to work. They want him yeah. back. But they want him back, and I, I think Nick Eatman tweeted out he was very adamant that it has to be financially makes sense to the team. Very much so like what they, they said with uh, um, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., and they never came to that agreement. So Now, Kevin, I do want to ask, because you've been in communications with Joey, who's in our studio, yes, uh, who I've just recently found out uh, he became the milf hunter on uh, the night show. But the yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. You I have didn't a know. Girlfriend. The Twolos are the ones that call him that. I never knew that was a real thing. So that's new to, news to me. Um, does he have the Amari Cooper conversation audio? Indeed, he does. Okay, and I'm going to tell you. If you listen in, there is one staggering admission that you're like, oh my good night. All right, let's hear it right now, then, Joey. You could say that uh, we probably. Uh, had too much reliance on what Tolbert could do because we were high on him coming out and thought he could immediately have be a factor. Uh, we had uh, uh, thought that uh, possibly we could uh, uh, have uh, better results uh, uh, relative to uh, Gallup uh, as far as his rehab and right. where he is. Uh, so I could say that. Uh, the other parts of it, the the uh, elephant in the room that you're talking about uh, was uh, when I look at the uh, salary that was involved there, over $20 million a year, mm-hmm. and I look at what we got with that salary to help this team mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have been able to have on this team had we kept it. Okay. I like what we did. Well, that's interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. I, Kevin, I don't know exactly where that money, like they consider that money being spent. I'm guessing Anthony Barr. Uh, I'm guessing uh, Jason with the, Peters. 
Yeah, uh, I'm guessing that they were able to add some things that they needed. They were emergencies. Those were, those guys were some emergencies. Sure. So I guess they're saying that that was uh, that was reasonable to them. But man, they they admit the production wasn't good enough, and it needs to be more where in in where that goes. And I think you're. I guess I'm guessing your stunning admission here is that Tolbert wasn't what they expected. Is that is that what you? Yeah, were when he said we probably relied on Jalen Tolbert, I just keep thinking about like Jalen Tolbert compared to Amari Cooper. Now I know that you're gonna say you got to step up from C.D. Lamb that bites, you know, takes some of the chunk out of that. But then the other thing that bothers me is when he is like well relatively to the production we're paying 20 million dollars for amari cooper you're paying 11 and a half million dollars for michael gallup yeah like is that the best use of that money and i thought that before he he had a tough season i just and i still think michael gallup's got something but like you're telling me it was so easy to get rid of Mari Cooper at 20 million and then so easy to bring Gallup in at 11 and a half million. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, Hey, uh, I know this isn't Cowboys related, but it's the C block. My solar panels have sheets of ice on top of them right now. Are they still working? I mean, like the sun's not getting to them, right? So how does I think don't how's you, my house as a solar power power analyst? Yes. And I know about solar powers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And the, there's a chance. Okay, thanks, Mike. <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. I was going to say, well, don't yeah. you have some in reserve? Like, you probably have some reserve energy. I need a battery. I would go batteries. upstairs and take a hammer and try to <laughs> slam that hammer into don't. them and see if the ice will break. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, thanks, Mike. Don't do That's that. why I always look yeah, to you for it could advice. Be, I think it's a good idea, except it could be slick on your roof. Okay, yeah. That's, that's probably... the that's the only issue with that plan? Well, I think what's interesting here, Mike, right. is I also have an aluminum roof, so you're right. I mm-hmm. My roof is typically not as easy to climb on as most other roofs. So mm-hmm. I would wear some your old baseball spikes. That should help you get traction up there. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's a... <laughs> I'm gonna have to go find those. I appreciate that. All right, here's another. Here's can roll, another. Can you roll uh, video if you do that. By the way, I I think that that video. Wear a Kevin, cup for safety. Was from Calvin Watkins. That video, the audio that we okay, just got great. there. So I do want to credit him. Here's some more to add from Calvin Watkins as well as what Clarence Hill's been putting out there. The Cowboys do believe that Tyron and Jason Peters will return next year. How are you feeling there? Look, I. I'm fine with that because I can't imagine the money would be too, too much for Jason Peters. And I do like some of the flexibility that provides. I'd prefer that Jason Peters remains a, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. Yeah, I got it. And he remains a bench player that will make the Hall of Fame. And he's available if an emergency breaks out. All right. And so I guess then the idea is you go back to left guard with Tyler Smith and put Tyron out at left tackle because, man, you want to put Steele back at right immediately there. So that's kind of the feeling. Maybe Peters and Tyron will rotate there and McGovern, I guess. So in the conversation we had yesterday where I was like, no, let's go ahead and move on. Let's start investing. McGovern's a free agent, right? Uh, Yeah. I do wonder what what they'll do with him. But I guess offensive line is less of a an important factor Although I still think it should be important. I still think you should try to find an offensive lineman in this draft. Dude, I'm 100% with you because, I mean, if if that's the way you line it up, great. How long until – I? it's unfortunate, but how long until Tyler Smith is back out of the left tackle? And yeah. if you let McGovern move on, what are you doing there? 
And then the last thing that came through, this this is Mike McCarthy talking more than it is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are committed to drafting a quarterback. Oh my he God. said he should have drafted he should have committed to drafting one every year years ago. Million and Mike, percent. I know you've been like all over this saying why not? Why not get a guy? What if he does turn into something? What if you can trade him? What if he's an asset for you? Just keep drafting these guys. Put them into the thing. Let them go through. They're going to be cheap for you. And maybe at some point, whenever the Dak Prescott con- uh, contract's up, you have one ready to go, and your team's built around it, and you can go with that money and say, now let's invest. Let's go full bore on this. That is the Cowboys. Like, I don't know where they need to draft. I don't know if they need to draft second-round pick or whatever. They just got to, like, identify the quarterbacks that would work for them. That puts them in great position later down the road for something. So that's nice to hear that I, Jerry Jones maybe changes philosophy on that. I love that. Like, I love that decision. And for people looking to get out of the Dak stuff, that's at least a viable option. And if it's not, trade value and everything like that. I So I did go – I think the, the Cowboys, maybe Nick Eatman was listening yesterday. Uh, to the C block when we were having this discussion as we were going through Senior Bowl stuff, or maybe he just thought at the same time, this is a great time to go ahead and write this story. He put a story out on the most recent additions from the Senior Bowl. Again, Senior Bowl is going on right now. That's why you're getting this Jerry Jones news and information. By the way, I don't know if y'all heard this, but Bobby Belt threw out the other day that the Joneses were pretty upset that only two reporters showed up to Senior Bowl last year. Wow! And that uh, that they were like they were kind of frustrated that that's all the attention they were getting, and maybe like they wanted they loved the off season. Jerry said on our show recently, "Hey, as much as the regular season is part of it, the fact that people are interested and intrigued in what we do in the off season is just as effective as uh, in the NFL now." I heard they wrote an email and said, you know we're not going to be available during spring break and free agency, so you better get us at the Senior Bowl. Do you think that's I true? I don't know if I do believe that's true. Yeah, but I, think, I think Mike's on to something. As Mike has are, the Cal- are, are the Jones family available during Highland Park spring break? <laughs> I don't do they, I, I don't want to ask those questions. I'll let Mike keep doing that. That's, so that's a good question. And that's- next question is, is it during NFL free agency that Highland Park spring break happens every year? The answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. Why does it happen that way? Um, here's Here are some names from the Senior Bowl that the Cowboys had. Because we were kind of going through some of them yesterday. Kevin, I want you to rank these people. All right? Here okay. we go. 2014, Zach Martin. Number one. I don't even need to hear the rest of the but list. But you haven't heard the rest okay. of the list. I'll tell you, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to be number one. All right, go ahead and I put take Micah name. Parsons. Okay, well, he was They didn't take him bowl. from the Senior Bowl. <laughs> he wasn't at Senior Bowl. Um, uh, actually, I he think, was in the COVID Bowl. Remember, he sat out. Yeah, he did. He sat out. He also, I think it was all, that was the year that it there was, was there a combine? Wasn't it all like a like a bunch of uh, those, I think, anyway. I'll, I'll Individual things. Dak right, Prescott was at the Senior Bowl. I guess it was. They did have a senior bowl kind of situation. Here we go. 2015, Lyle Collins. How did that go for you? Yeah, that was pretty good. Perfect. For a while. <laughs> I mean, you ended up getting him. You didn't have to spend a draft pick on yeah. it. You know, like that ended up working out for you. 2016, Dak Prescott and Charles Tapper. I mean, Dak's good enough. Like, that's obviously that's a Never win. draft a 
never draft a defensive player from OU should be the philosophy of your draft. <laughs> Do, does that go across the entire Big 12 for you or just OU? I don't know if it's entire Big 12, but I know that drafting OU defensive players have not worked out well for the Dallas Cowboys over time. Roy Williams actually looked good for three years, and then Darren Woodson said, I can't play anymore. And Roy Williams said, I can't either, but watch me collect paychecks. Yeah, I always, I, I know Darren would never say this, but there's part of me that kind of, like, because I loved Roy Williams. I have a picture of him laying out Tatum Bell. Uh, but I still, like, there's part of me that sees Darren Woodson going, I can't cover this guy's butt anymore. I have to go, <laughs> I have to leave so he can be exposed. Um, all right, 2017, Jordan Lewis and Marquez White. Eh. Like, Jordan Lewis has not been the hero of worlds. I don't even remember Marquez White. Yeah. yeah he kind of was a practice squad guy in camp, but okay. never really made He was a six-round pick. That's that's the I, worst of the bunch so far, I think, I like right? Jordan Lewis probably a lot more than a lot of people, but you're, I understand the production hasn't really been there. Uh, 2018, Cedric Wilson out of, out of Boise State in the sixth round. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I wish – Honestly, I wish we could get him back. They're not doing Jack S with him in Miami. What's it going to take to get him? Almost nothing. Two first-round picks. My ass. It okay. would be two six-round picks, maybe. Huh. And <laughs> I, I would love for him to come back. All right, 2019, Jalen Jelks out of Oregon in the seventh round. Uh, no. Okay. Now, 2020 is interesting. I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up here. Uh, Azura Kamara, undrafted free agent. Mm. He was the guy that they really highlighted on uh, on Hard Knocks. That oh, okay. That team. Uh, Michigan, Sean McEwen, uh, undrafted free agent. Okay. Uh, Francis Bernard, out of Utah, undrafted free nope. agent. Terrence Steele, out of Texas Tech, oh, undrafted free agent. Oh, win. Bradley Anai, out of Utah, fifth round. Yeah. Neville Galmore. The science uh, guy. Neville Galmore out of Oklahoma, third round. Mm. Wow. Uh, hey, did you not see that Neville Galmore dropped into coverage and was basically playing safety <laughs> yeah. on the George Kittle play? I appreciated that. I I, I applaud his effort, but I'm like, <laughs> how did we get here? Like, so, how did how did we get there? So you got a bunch of names. Sean McEwen being one of them, Terrence Steele, and Galmore's been a, a starter for you. So those things are kind of like Terrence Steele is your right tackle for the future. I love Terrence Steele for sure. 2021, Brill Cox, I still hope more for him. Uh, Chauncey Golston and Osa Odigizua. Okay. You think that one, like, you put that one, because I think Osa's going to be a significant player for you still. Chauncey Golston's still trying to make his name, and I don't know what they're doing with Cox. Yeah. But uh, but I think Zach Martin still covers all of these right now. For sure. And you can maybe combine a whole lot of them, and I'm still taking the surefire Hall of Famer. And I I didn't mean to, like, disparage Neville Gallimore. I just, like, compared to some of the other ones, meh. But, like, you've definitely gotten contributors out of the Senior Bowl, even without Zach Martin. Yes. And I think that's, like, and now you look at 2022, Let's take Jalen Tolbert out because nobody <laughs> nobody wants to deal with it. Like everybody's just like I don't I, they don't know what to think. And a lot of people are confused by it. John Ridgeway, they drafted smart draft pick, great pick, doing a great job stopping yeah. the run. Damon Clark, LSU fifth. That round. looks that looks promising. Uh, Matt Letzko. Yeah. We we got. I mean, he had a shoulder injury yeah. and he couldn't participate. So Jake Ferguson. Yeah, that looks really promising. And Sam Williams. That looks super promising, too, Like if, if he you're can get out of his own way. Yeah, if you're paying attention to the Senior Bowl this weekend, you will see some players the Cowboys love seeing players that have 
basically years of experience to go along with. They are uh, they they compete at a high level against some of the best. Like this is where you get to see them compete against some of the best. Keep an eye on it on NFL Plus. All right, excellent stuff right there, Corey. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we had so much breaking Cowboys news we had to move away from it, but this time. What's the worst Cowboys narrative out there? 877-881-1053. The one you hear and you're like, that's just not even true. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I've had plenty of fun today, but also gone through a whole bunch of Cowboys news. So this is actually interesting to me. Corey, you brought this up yesterday. What's the worst Cowboys narrative out there? Like the one that you hear all of the time and you're just like, I'm so tired of it. And I get this because I've felt like this for a while from the 469 Odell Beckham narrative is the worst. He's washed, and they seem to want to waste money on him. I just wanted them to sign him or don't. And the fact that Jerry said today at the Senior Bowl, he's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to revisit that. And, Corey, you said, oh, do you think that'll be a big deal? So I feel like you're going to be stuck in this OBJ vortex again. You know, it, it, did, it did not feel like every time I asked either St- Stephen or Jerry about that, that they they had a big smile on their face, like they were they were like, yes, that story is still alive. Yeah. Even Jerry said it. He was like, look, I want it to be alive. Right. Odell wants it to be alive. Yeah. We all want it to be alive. <laughs> and so like they knew just having that around and available was part of a conversation. So it's going to continue to be there as well. Um, so I think that's one of the narratives. Here's something that. I think has popped up as a narrative that I don't agree with that I didn't expect was going to happen. Mike recently has said that the Cowboys aren't cut through, that the Cowboys kind of bide their time on a lot of things. And Kevin, man, when it comes to certain players, they definitely do. And people are like, but they put Tony Romo out to pasture. They told Tony Romo to get out of here. That's how cutthroat they are. They had plenty of opportunities to move on from Tony Romo before. Yeah. And there were plenty of times to look at the situation and say, we need to understand that his body isn't going to hold up the forever. And it's very similar to Zach Martin. Yes, Zach Martin will not play forever. You got to have a backup plan at some point for when Zach Martin's gone. Uh, and the Cowboys didn't do it. The only reason the Cowboys moved on from Tony Romo was because they had something in place that was performing, if not better, 
or, but at up to what the Tony Romo level was at that time. And that's the only reason they moved on from Tony Romo. It's not because they were cutthroat and they, that was a shrewd business decision. That was a moment where they decided that Prescott is our future. And they still let him read his poem, so that was nice. I, you keep calling it a – do you have the poem? Man, I need to go find it one day, his haiku or whatever. And then you found out, like, behind the scenes, he bitched up and down, and he was like, you better not do this. And they still let him read his poem. He read a poem. Is, if I look at his game logs, he literally didn't finish a game his last two years of his career. Oh, my God. Like, that's like he didn't ever finish a game. So that makes a lot of sense. He couldn't like- fit his – his first preseason game that he played in in 2016, he didn't finish because he broke his back. I'm clicking on 2015 game logs. Game one, he played the whole game. Game two, didn't finish, got hurt. Came back in week 10. He did finish that game. Congratulations. Week 11, didn't finish the game. Season over. That was 2015 and 2016. Yeah. He played in four games. He started four games in his last two years in the NFL and got hurt and couldn't finish two of the four games. So that's where, when Mike says they weren't cutthroat, they waited until he physically couldn't do the job yeah. anymore. That's what Mike is talking about rather than them making shrewd business decisions. Um, the, I think the Diggs thing is kind of the, like Diggs. Yeah. Get, he's getting – more blame than he should for the Cowboys losing the the San Francisco game. For sure. Yes, he should have made those plays. Diggs makes those plays typically. He gets interceptions. He said on the sideline, the ball hit me in the hands. I didn't even see it. Like He says that he didn't even see the ball coming to his hands. He was just in the right spot at the right time and didn't make the play. So I understand that part of it, too. We've had those moments happen where somebody says, hey, and you look up, the ball's coming at you, and it hits you in the face. Um, And that happened (laughs) to him. That's what he claimed, at least on the sideline. But I think more than anything, the tackling part is definitely a problem. But when people say that Diggs is a trash cornerback, it doesn't make any sense to me. That dude is one of the elite cornerbacks in the NFL, and that's a narrative that it really drives me nuts. That's something I think is false. Can I can I stick with the defensive theme there? Because this bothered me all year. I'm not saying he's about to be a you know multi-time Pro Bowl or an All-Pro again, but LVE only makes plays far past the line of scrimmage. I have always had a huge issue with that, especially this year. First of all, if you look at the defensive setup that we have that is a logical spot he would make plays off of the second level because LVE is not a linebacker that like tries to win at the line of scrimmage or anything like that so I thought that was unfair to begin with and secondly he's our best or as has at times been our best open field tackler and I'm like man if you got a beef with him because that play went six yards before he made the tackle what was it going to be if he didn't make the tackle I think he gets a bad rap for somebody who has been a perfectly good player. Yeah, when you look at, like, uh, Darren Woodson leading the team in tackles, Kevin, uh, the, that's a bad thing a lot of times. Sure. And when your safety is leading the team in tackles at a high number, uh, that means that somebody got to the third level of your defense. That's not that's not what you're trying to do defensively. So I, I understand, like, I want LVE to be able to shoot gaps and fly up there and say, hey, tackle for loss, baby, all the time. That there are a couple things that need to happen there. A, he has to know exactly, you know, which gap he's supposed to be in. We have seen at times him go to the wrong gap. Uh, but also the guys, it's the job of the guys in front of him. Are they holding up so he can do those things? Uh, I'm just happy that it isn't last line of defense and that Hooker has to be the guy. 
that Mandaresh is able to make that tackle uh, sideline to sideline rather than having to chase 60 yards downfield for uh, for a hooker to be able to make it. And, Corey, I looked up the poem from Tony Romo. It is way too long to go But it's over not in air. poem form, dude. It's just a note. It's just him... Like speaking his mind, it was. It's not in a in some sort of two bar verse, right? Oh, okay. Like, Hold on. You know what? Just because you said that, I'm gonna give you a glimpse. But then here you are, sidelined without any real ability to help your teammates win. That's when you're forced to come face to face with what's happened. Seasons are fleeting. Games become precious. Chances for success diminish. That you're telling me that doesn't have any kind of theme like a poem come on man sounds like a baiku (laughs) that's a genius word it's like it's like a haiku a haiku but you're not totally sure or a haiku when you're saying goodbye okay i will also say i legitimately heard him say those exact phrases in media scrums before Mm. so like i know he says those things just and he always said that look man this is a fleeting business uh, you're, you're here, then you're gone. Just like that. So, like, I I guess I just didn't hear any rhyme. And I'm, I'm one of those very low <laughs> Hold level. on. If poem is only in rhyming form, I'm with you. <laughs> I get it. I, like, that. that I, I, it's probably because I'm simplistic is, like, okay, it rhymes. Now I see what you're doing. There's definitely been times I was like, that doesn't rhyme. Roses are red, violets are blue. Guess what? The sun came up today. Like, that doesn't feel like a poem to me. <laughs> That doesn't, it doesn't, but I understand poetry's wild place. Okay, you know? would you prefer this version? Roses are red, violets are blue, welcome to Dumpsville, population you. Yes, that's, okay. that feels uh, more okay. poetry. Uh, that's good. But I'm a low-level poet, you know, and I didn't even know it. Now, from the 469, the narrative that Dak is a reason to be hopeful in the Cowboys is pretty bad. Okay, but he's also not trash. Oh, for sure. That's sure. like that this is the the reality is he's in the middle somewhere. Uh and any given week he can go higher or lower. He is not consistent. But the dude is not just garbage unless For sure. You think that Patrick Mahomes is the only good one and every other quarterback is trash. Like somewhere in between Dak is there. He's not trash, but he's not good enough right now to be the reason that you get over the top. No, you're right. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but the narrative, you just know if this is going to be a productive conversation ahead of time if you're talking to someone and they're like, well, obviously Dak is a top five or six quarterback in football. And you're like, all right, not going to be productive. But then also if you're like, oh, Dak is obviously below average or trash, you're like, okay, well, also not productive. Yeah. uh, I'm with you. You know, we were kind of discussing, I think I said this yesterday, I'm a little greedy too. I want a a really good player next to Luka, all right? So I understand the people who get upset that CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper weren't next to each other. I get frustrated that people think that CeeDee's not a wide receiver one. Uh, I think think he identified himself there this year. Uh, I really do. I think he, he put himself in that top 10 conversation. Now, when people are like, well, but what Cooper Cup was injured, so he's not a top eight uh, wide receiver. I'm like, but Cooper Cup was injured. So, yes, this year he was a top eight wide receiver. And next year, I anticipate him to be better. 
Yeah. I think that he can be I an even better receiver next year. Now being like, I don't know if how much the offense is going to change, but now knowing that that dude just put up 1,300 yards, all of his statistics put him as a better receiver than Amari Cooper. I'm not complaining about that. Yes, did I want more production from the other guys? Absolutely. But CeeDee Lamb at any area of the field is a number one receiver that I think can beat his opponent, and I like having that guy right now. So I don't like the people that are saying that he's garbage and that he's not a number one. That's a false narrative, too. From the 903, to me the worst narrative is that after 25 years or whatever that Jerry isn't a football guy. If you did electrical work for 25 years, would you say you're probably an electrician now? I agree with that in part. (laughs) He ain't working that hard. Yeah. My he, electricians go to their job and do electricity stuff. Yeah, he ain't. He, that's the one. Yeah, you know what? It's like saying I don't know how to exactly put it, but he ain't working that hard. Yeah, and that. So I, there were some years he might have. I agree with you. Like if you were an electrician, then also that knew that no matter what they did or didn't do, you'd never get fired. Like, I also wonder about that level of input. So, I'm not saying he's not a football guy. I'm just saying there's no consequences to anything he does. And then the other thing, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I I think the amount of blame or credit he gets is vastly disproportionate to the amount of actual input he has. But doesn't he kind of like it that way, too? Probably. I will will absorb, because he's like, I don't, it's not really going to hurt my feelings. Uh, if they're if they're talking about me, because they're talking about me, and so like he's okay with that. So I think that is you're right. Like that, I think it's very true that the amount of stuff that gets thrown his direction and blame on that is him, whereas the amount of work that he actually does for it is not necessarily in that case either. There are some other people that are messing up somewhere along the line. What about with Kellen Moore? Because man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's real there. So, and I think we're going to find out what's real there. Yeah. The narrative is Kellen Moore's garbage. Kellen Moore doesn't know how to call plays. There are a lot of the you know discussions when it comes to what Kellen Moore actually did well versus what he didn't do very well. And I think that there's still like you're about to find out whether or not Dak Prescott and him were a good couple or if Dak Prescott needed to move on from that so he could grow. Kevin, very similar to a situation where let's say there's a girl who had a boyfriend and they were in high school together. Uh And that's all she ever knew was that guy. And then she goes off to college and she's like, you know what? Uh, Maybe we should break up. Maybe you should go on other dates, you know? And then that guy goes on another date ends up not kissing the girl, but maybe, like, he could have kissed that girl. Mm -hmm. And then that girl ends up becoming a doctor, you know? Like, she does something special with her life. And now, was she better off without the guy? Well, now you find out they get back together, and they're a great couple together. Mike? (laughs) I kept watching Mike the entire time (laughs) to see if he picked up that Corey was describing Mike's life. At one time, I don't think so. I was, and I was actually thinking, if I was Jerry Jones, because I was like, here's what I'm doing. This is how, like, Jerry Jones is. Like, I cover the Texas Rangers, and really quickly I can tell you the five starting pitchers for the Texas Rangers. But I also watched the Mariners play quite a bit, and I was like, you know, off the top of my head, can I name the Mariners rotation? And I can't. I can name some of them, and then I can give you ideas on who they are. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I really like that kid. Like, Logan Gilbert, I really like, and Robbie Ray. But then I'm like, man, they had a rookie who I really liked. They got the uh, lefty, I think his last name's Gonzalez, who's that soft tosser but been there forever. Like, 
we asked Jerry Jones to know football. He doesn't even know who Chris Godwin is a day yeah. before they play the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> so don't tell me he actually is a football guy. He doesn't even know who's on the other team and barely knows who's on his team. He definitely knows who he's paying a lot of money to. He doesn't know who the second string defensive tackle is on the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, it does appear uh, that Plano ISD will be closed tomorrow, according to the message I just got. Garland ISD is closed as well, so if you want to let us know about you or your kiddos' schools and if they are closed for tomorrow, we are glad to hear it and relay that information. 877-881-1053. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now, courtesy of Dean Emily Singh. It is time for our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Terrific, Higgy. How are you? We are doing great. Will we get you on Zoom for the G-Bag Nation? Yes. Okay. Within the second. Oh, there he is. Now, I can't tell as much Delivery. Uh, on the camera, but how how is the hair regrowth going it's going pretty good going pretty good you know a couple times i've been like man maybe i am thinning out a little bit up there uh so we'll just have to see 1983 (laughs) i'm not gonna lie when you said hopefully i have the hair follicles of the gods i was i was i was very much rooting for you with uh with that idea now what do you think yeah it looks it looks really good pretty good right man yeah yeah did you say you think it's hot, Zach? Yeah, a- it's, it looks great. I think you pull it off really well. I don't think you sh- you should just keep this look forever. Yeah, I do. I do too. I'm not going back to long hair. Whoa, there it is. Yep. Man, I'm always always going to be a clipper guy from now on. Okay, all I got to worry about is is someone to 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 line the neck up a little bit every now and then. I think that's a solid decision. Solid indeed. Now, big news of the day, or one of the big newses of the day. I don't know if that's a word. Is mm-hmm. Tom Brady? Retiring for a second time on the same day he did last year. This time gonna stick, yes. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, this you know, he he even when if you watch the video, yeah. he's like, Listen, you only get one of these and he goes, I used it last year. You yeah, know, I'm done. So now now Tom has to figure out, you know, how quickly does he want to transition into something else? You know, he has to kind of figure out, okay, is broadcasting really this for me? And, you know, and then, man, I, I tell you what, that's going to make it really interesting for Greg Olson because I think some people out there are going to come after Greg Olson in a way of like, you know, if Tom Brady does step into the booth, Greg Olson's got a shot to go make some money somewhere else. Absolutely. Mm. It's interesting to see his ascension in terms of getting more respect while maybe Romo is losing some of that. Oh, I think Greg Olson wants to work at the job. I don't think Tony really does. Yeah. I think Tony's kind of like, you know, Tony shows up and. You know, and Jim Jim Nance is really, really good at setting him up, kind of knows how the, you know, how they work together. And, you know, so Tony doesn't have to, to, to bust his rear. I think Gavin made a really good point. Guy's got three kids at home, likes to play golf, you know, likes the money. He's got money. He doesn't have to worry about that. 
So, you know, how hard do you want to work to be really good at this? And, my- and he can be good at it. You know, it's just different. He He's more of like an FM shock jock yuck monkey now than maybe <laughs> an actual football analyst. But it still works. It's highly entertaining. You know, I'm okay with that. I will give credit to I will give credit to Mike for sure because I remember when Romo first became a broadcaster, he was like, he's for several years. I think he's going to do well because he knows the players. He knows so much more. And with how quickly the NFL turns over, clearly that has been – more of a struggle for him. I wanted to give you some school closings because a bunch of people jumped in. Plano ISD closed for tomorrow. So is Denton ISD, Garland ISD, Northwest ISD, Frisco ISD, Louisville ISD. So it's looking like we're getting pretty close. Good. That's less of a crowd going to the Mavs yes. game tomorrow night to see the Pelicans. Oh, that's a good have to point. Deal with all that. Yeah. How are the Pelicans getting here? Mm-hmm. If that's, the Pistons can't leave, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question the, the Pelicans were in. Uh, Milwaukee, I think the other, but yeah, the, they're just gonna, yeah, they're gonna just. I think we're gonna play the Pistons again. We'll just the, <laughs> okay. the Pistons will show <laughs> back, back up. Yeah, just run it back, you know, guys. Uh, they got a clean 50, uniform. 50. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Now I know you guys got Clarence Hill coming up at four o'clock. I'm excited about that. But Corey, do you have yet even more Man. Cowboys news from what? Senior more? Bowl that Clarence Hill is part of the folks breaking that? Brought us. What do we this, do with Zeke? This is why we got him. This is why Broadus always goes to the Senior Bowl. This is where all the all the happenings Man, are. And you don't miss this. Jerry sure. Jones said the Cowboys are starting over at kicker. So no more Brett Maher. Is that what it means? Or are they saying we'll, we'll start right. over, but we're going to give him a chance to win? I don't know what they do there. What are y'all's thoughts? Ooh, I think we need to start watching some kickers, Brian. <laughs> That's the last damn thing you want to do. <laughs> well, we Seriously, I, 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 when I was scouting with the Cowboys, and I'll tell you what Jerry Jones needs to do, and I don't, I don't know what, uh, uh, you know, with Hoffman, Jeff Hoffman, I think is, uh, you know, yeah, not Jeff Hoffman. Uh, what's my man Hoffman? Uh, Trevor Hoffman. No, Trevor. no, no. But it, it, Steve Hoffman. Excuse Steve. me. Steve, yeah, Steve. Oh, Hoffman. good old Steve. Steve, Steve Hoffman Steve. was a Jeff Hoffman was a pitcher, right, for the Padres or something. But anyway, Steve Hoffman Trevor. used to, used to Trevor somebody like that. It was one of those guys. Interesting. It was a Hoffman. I know. What's your right? Hoffman thought, bro? My Hoffman thought is that uh, no, that Hoffman used to when I was with the Cowboys, we never had to evaluate kickers. Seriously, like he he was the best in the business when it came to going and finding and working out kickers and then bringing them to the team. And we never. I, I wonder if Jerry Jones, if he's available. I wonder if Jerry Jones would say, "Listen, we need to bring this guy back, you know, and, and work on this some more." Because Oppen could get a group of guys down there at the Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and the next thing you know, one of them was going to be a Pro Bowl kicker, you know. So I, I think Jerry's probably kind of wishing for those days where he had he had Hoffman here. All right, so good old Steve is currently Falcons. he's with the Falcons. He's their senior assistant. So yeah. how do we how do we make a trade to pull this we, off? We we just go and money whip him is what we do. You know, we just try and get him out of the out of the building. Is you know, I mean, he heck, he paid his defensive coordinator. Why not go find a guy that can you know can evaluate kickers? So yeah, I, I to me that's that was the, one of those jobs. I'm so grateful that somebody else was doing it. <laughs> I just like I I don't know. You know, some days these guys look great, and other days look like crap. You is, know, it's just the way it is. What's the next position? I know it's not the same, but what's the next position that you maybe don't love uh, scouting? Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. It's I mean, you, 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 you can get lucky. You can get lucky, and you're like you're watching the games, and, you know, I'm watching this guy. I'm watching Will Levis play at Kentucky. He looks good to me yeah. throwing the ball around. And, I know there's a lot of people and, who like him. And then there's a lot of people that hate him. Yes, <laughs> so, that's and, true. I mean, he is, the, he is that polarizing yeah. quarterback right now, and – 
people say, well, if you draft him, you're probably drafting him too high. And, you know, could he be a guy that's there when Dallas picks at 26? You know, no there, there's that. Wow. I mean, that's just uh, that's just talking to people. That's how it goes. Ooh, that'd be, that'd be juicy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think you got to. I think you might need to take him if he's there. At twenty six, yeah. yeah. Yep. If he's Happen if he's somehow Stephen he, Jones that, just said we have our quarterback for the next ten years. But Jerry said that they're going to commit to drafting one every year, old Packers style, like they like to do up there. If it's Packers style, you go ahead and uh, good old Will Levis slides. Well, Packers, there. yeah, Packers style means that they took Aaron Rodgers at what twenty four. Yeah, and they right and, the same range. And, and Ted Thompson had no intention of drafting a quarterback at twenty four, and in his room, it is very similar to what the room when Ceedee Lamb was on the board. You know, hey, that there's our guy right there. Why are we why are we passing on this right now? Both those situations seem to have worked out pretty well, <laughs> pretty good for both teams. Absolutely. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? The G Bag Nation presents you make the call. Should I be getting killed on Twitter for saying Luca is a better uh, pro than James Harden was at his peak? Ooh, it's pretty close. Ooh, no, I don't think you should be getting killed for that. Okay, I, I think look- Luca's like you know just a, just pretty just just a little bit better in a couple areas. Uh, but I am getting killed. Yeah, you heard right. Uh, Clarence Hill is going to join us at four o'clock. Okay, looking forward to that. Community ISD, Forney ISD. Uh, Grapevine Sunnyvale. ISD. I haven't yep. seen Sunnyvale come through just on the text, so I'm not sure. But oh, Gavin's throwing it out there just to they're make out. sure he can stay at home. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they're they're done too. Okay, mm-hmm. I was like, I heard it on the fan. So the mayor, the mayor of Sunnyvale, just spoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it is. That's my guy, Doug Williams, the superintendent of Sunnyvale. Okay, the guy that really makes, yeah. things, makes I don't think happen. I knew how connected you truly, oh, truly oh, are over there. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I might ask you some questions just about friends. real estate value in Sunnyvale at some point. All right, roll home with yeah, come on yeah the Great g bag nation we have been the knc masterpiece make your way back with us tomorrow 10 a.m to 2 p.m right here on 105 through the fan say i would like to buy a valdez scantling kevin no that okay that is pretty clever it really <laughs> is but that is still not a vowel v is for vendetta not vowel mm. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.